Hello, everyone. This is Ken Brady. Welcome to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This is for unit number six, session number one. And unit number six is going to take place in the month of February 2022. And this first uh, podcast in this series, uh, session number one, comes from a lesson titled A Rebellious People. And again, the suggested use date for this uh, that most of you will be teaching this uh, lesson is on February the 6th. Uh, here's the session outline. We always break these down into three subsections, and so it makes it a little easier for you to tackle uh, the scripture as we go through. The first section is titled, Rebellion Occurs When God's Promises Are Forsaken. Section number two of your lesson is titled, Rebellion Occurs When God's Plans Are Scorned. And then section number three, Rebellion Occurs When God's Authority Is Rejected. So his promises are forsaken, that's the first section, his plans are scorned, that's number two, and then section number three, God's authority is rejected. This is all going to take place from Numbers chapter 13 and 14, various verses, uh, so there will be a lot of content for us to cover uh, in this particular sec uh, section of, uh, of this unit. So what is your group going to learn? Well, they're going to learn that rebellion occurs when God's ways and authority are despised. Plenty of examples, I think, of that in the world around us today, right? Uh, how will the group see Christ? Well, God's people failed to trust his promises, and instead they rebelled against him, refusing to enter the land that he had given them. And Jesus trusted and obeyed the Father, entering the world to fulfill God's promises to provide a deliverer to save people from sin. So we're making that connection between Old and New Testament in this, uh, this, uh, this lesson. And then finally, how should the group respond? Uh, what do we want them to do at the, end of this all, at the end of this all? And we want them to know that because we have experienced forgiveness through the Son's obedience with gratitude and joy, uh, we seek to obey God's call for us to proclaim his kingdom among the nations. And so that's how we would like them to think about responding. We've experienced the forgiveness through his obedience, and he obeyed with gratitude and joy, didn't he? I mean, he, this was something that he uh, set his heart to do for us. And so now we seek to do something similar, to proclaim his kingdom amongst the people, the kingdoms of the earth. Well, as you uh, get into this Bible study, there is going to be a reference to a pack item. I realize not everybody out there is getting the, the leader pack, uh, but I, I would hope that you might want to consider this. There are some really tremendous uh, charts, maps, posters, uh, uh, cutaways of uh, things like uh, the temple uh, and uh, the tabernacle and just other things that we can produce uh, to give you some things that are visually interesting, but also uh, can be used uh, to teach. And so uh, there is a, a unit poster uh, that is titled From Captivity to the Wilderness, and it contains the three units of study here in our winter quarter. And it's just a way for you to help your people see where they are in the overall uh, movement here of, you know, these through these 13 sessions. And they'll be able to see they're turning the corner and coming into these last four lessons before we move into the spring quarter. Well, as we get into this first uh, section of scripture, remember uh, that this one's titled Rebellion Occurs When God's Promises Are Forsaken. <clears throat> Excuse me, this is from Numbers 13, various verses, starting in verse 1. Let me read these to you, and, uh, and then we'll go from there. It says in verse 1, The Lord spoke to Moses, Send men to scout out the land of Canaan that I'm giving to the Israelites. Send one man who is a leader among them from each of their ancestral tribes. Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran at the Lord's command. All the men were leaders in Israel. 
And then it jumps to verse 27 at this point, and it says that they reported to Moses, we went into the land where you sent us, indeed it is flowing with milk and honey, and here is some of its fruit. However, the people living in the land are strong, and the cities are large, and they're fortified, and we also sowed the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites are living in the land of the Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live by the sea along and along by the Jordan. And then in verse 30, it says that Caleb quieted the people in the presence of Moses, and he said, let's go up now and take possession of the land, because we can certainly conquer it. But the men who had gone up with him responded, we can attack the people because they are stronger than we are. So they gave a negative report to the Israelites about the land and that they had scouted and said, the land we passed through to explore is one that devours its inhabitants. And all the people we saw are, are in it are men of great size. We even saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak, come from the Nephilim. To ourselves, we seem like grasshoppers. We must have seemed the same to them. And so you've got these two conflicting reports. So, you know, a few of the spies uh, seeing uh, the possibilities and seeing the promise of God, and then the other 10 uh, cowering in fear. There's a sidebar about the Nephilim in your leader guide on page 118. You want to make sure that you've read that and be able to answer questions that your group may have about these uh, these uh, people that are recanted here in scripture, you know, these uh, folks that uh, have you know, giant size. And so uh, you know, just make sure that you've studied that uh, thoroughly and you'll be in good shape. So in this first section, you know, we see that, you know, Moses was instructed to send out these 12 men, all leaders in Israel. And, you know, notice that God didn't mince words. You know, he, he was, uh, his, his sure promise uh, was the gift of the land to uh, his people, this land of Canaan. And the leader's roles and responsibilities as scouts or spies uh, is clarified later in the narrative. They were to evaluate the land and evaluate the strength and the number of its inhabitants. That's in uh, chapter 13, verse 18. And what, uh, Moses, he wasted no time in uh, obeying the Lord's instruction. He sent those men who were leaders in Israel. Uh, he sent them out as spies. And a good report from these representatives would strengthen the people for the fight ahead, but a negative report would end up crushing their hearts. Now, at first, the leader's report seemed positive. You know, they went into the land, found it flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord had said. But then there was a second report, and with the information, it would overshadow the goodness of the land. In effect, the spy said, yeah, there's some good news, but we've got some bad news, too. And they turned from lauding the land to lamenting its inhabitants, who were strong, large, and well-armed, and they lived in these large fortified cities that was going to be hard to conquer, right, according to their you know, human perspective. And they went on to list by name several specific people groups that were occupying the land. Now, because the 10 spies forgot or ignored God's promise of the land, and instead they focused on the problems before them, they gave that negative report of a land that would devour them and, and all of the people. Uh, basically, they would just be squashed by these inhabitants, these strong people. And they had taken their eyes off of the promise of God. Well, in the second section of your lesson, this is titled Rebellion Occurs When God's Plans Are Scorned. Very short section here, just four verses. Starts in Numbers 14, verse 1 through 4. It says, then the whole community broke into loud cries, and the people wept that night. All the Israelites complained about Moses and Aaron, and the whole community told them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt, if only we had died in the wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us into this land to die by the sword? Our wives and our children, they'll become plunder. 
wouldn't it be better for us to be back in Egypt? So they said to one another, let's appoint a leader and go back to Egypt. Well, that's hard to believe. That just hurts my heart to hear that. So for the Israelites, you know, the land of Egypt, it symbolized uh, familiarity and, and some amount of control, I suppose. Uh, and they were failing to see, though, uh, and to assess their situation rightly. Uh, in their longing to return to Egypt, the people overestimated the amount of comfort and freedom and safety that they had in the land of their former slavery, right? They also underestimated both the amount of misery that they would have to endure in Egypt and the overwhelming amount of blessing that was to be found in Cana. It's just hard to believe they came to that conclusion that they would be better off going back into a posture of, in a place of slavery. Well, in verse four, just remember here that you know the Israelites had taken their eyes off of their all-powerful God, and they were just transfixed on the enormity of their perceived problems. Now, don't you think that could be the way some of the people in our groups are going to be thinking about their problems this week? A cancer diagnosis, a lost job, a wayward child, just other issues that, are, that they're facing. And sometimes those issues, those problems, they just seem so large. But in reality, we need to help our people remain fixed on God who sees these problems. And for him, they're nothing to overcome. He is so powerful. The Israelites took their eyes off of him and began thinking about themselves and what they could do to win the land. They weren't thinking at that point that God was going with them and he would, he would give them the victory. So, you know, here we are naturally, you know, Israel's rejection of God's plan, it manifested itself in the rejection of the leaders that he had given to his people. And they said here, you know, let's appoint a leader and let's go back to Egypt. They were ready to abandon Moses and Aaron and head back to the land of slavery just tragic. Well, in the last section of this lesson, point number three, rebellion occurs when God's authority is rejected. And this is another shorter section. It's verses five through 10 of chapter 14 of the book of Numbers. And here's what it says there. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole assembly of the Israelite community. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, uh, who were among those who scouted out the land, tore their clothes. And they said to the entire Israelite community, the land we passed through and explored is an extremely good land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he'll bring us into this land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and give it to us. Only don't rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land, for we will devour them. Their protection has been removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. While the whole community threatened to stone them, the glory of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites at the tent of meeting. In this section of your lesson, we're going to cover an essential doctrine. It's number 38 of these 99 essential doctrines that we're covering along the way here in Gospel Project. We're making our way from the Old to the New Testament, from Genesis to Revelation. And uh, the one that we're going to cover this week as a part of this, uh, this study is obviously one that fits right in, and it's doctrine number 38, sin as rebellion. And so that's going to be, a, there's a wonderful uh, sidebar here uh, and some comments in your leader material. You're going to want to pay special attention to those. Well, also, don't forget uh, to keep turning to the end of your uh, teaching plan, because at the end of it, we have a section uh, two sections are going to help your groups. Uh, first is the My Response section, and that's where we, uh, we take this material that we've covered and we help our people figure out how are they going to obey, respond to, and live out the scripture. So we've got three suggestions for you there on page 124 in your leader guide. 
But then starting on page 125 in the extra section, uh, boy, have we loaded you guys up for bear this week. Uh, we have got three long commentary sections there to give you even more insight into these uh, scripture passages. And there are two tremendously great illustrations, uh, one uh, from Ikea and another one uh, regarding Facebook. And so I think either one of those, your people will uh, perk up too. And so don't forget to take a look at those as you are putting your lesson together this week. Well, thanks for being with me as we've taken a quick look at the lesson coming up on uh, February the 6th. It's a lesson titled A Rebellious People, people from Numbers 13 and 14. It is session number one in this last unit of our winter quarter. Uh, the unit that we're gonna study here in February is called Be Holy Because I'm Holy. And the lesson you're gonna study on February the 6th is A Rebellious People, the first of these last four sessions before we turn our attention to the spring quarter and head toward Easter. My name is Ken Brady. Thanks for being with me today as we uh, have taken a look ahead in the Gospel Project for Adults. Thankful that you're using this material, this Christ-centered study, to help your people move through the scriptures chronologically, learning how these stories from the Old and New Testaments fit together to tell one big meta-narrative of scripture. And so thankful that you're using this uh, curriculum in your group. May God bless you and your people, and I look forward to being with you next time.